are listening to the Take Imperfect Action Podcast, and today I'm going to talk a little bit about the dark side of being an entrepreneur and how to survive it. So stay tuned. Hello, and welcome to the Take Imperfect Action Podcast. My name's Allison, and I've been running my own businesses full-time for the last 10 years, which has allowed me to up-level my life, my finances, and my mindset, and it all happened by taking imperfect action. My goal with this podcast is to help you step outside of your comfort zone by giving you specific action steps that you can take that'll grow your online business and positively impact your life. I love giving you the steps, the strategies, and the kick in the pants that you need to get growing in the right direction. So if you're looking to leave your perfectionism at the door in order to make a much bigger impact, then you've come to the right place. Thank you so much for being here. Now let the fun begin. Hello, friends! It is Allison from Wonderlast.com. Happy first day of the week. As always, hope you are having a great day. I hope you are having a wonderful start to the week. Thank you so, so, so much for watching, listening, whichever one that you are doing. Hope you had a great weekend. I know that I did. My boyfriend adopted a new kitty cat, so I got to be a new mom to a new pet, which was very exciting. But I'm really, really looking forward to today's episode because today I wanna talk about the dark side of being an entrepreneur and how you can survive it. And I'm going to try my best to not consistently reference Darth Vader or to try and do bad Darth Vader impersonations or whatever, because I there's no way I'd be able to do that. It'd be like, let's talk about the dark side of entrepreneurship. <laughs> That's about all I'll do for Darth Vader, I promise. But I do want to talk about the dark side of being an entrepreneur. And this episode is in no way meant to be a downer. And it's in no way meant to dissuade you from being an entrepreneur. So if you are listening to this or watching and you're considering starting your own business, or if you have just recently gotten started, this episode is in no way, shape or form meant to scare you off from doing that. Um, I will be the first to admit that starting growing your own business is gonna be one of the most difficult things that you ever do in your entire life, but it is also 100% worth it. It is incredibly rewarding. Um, So in this episode, I really just wanna shed light on some of the less commonly shared aspects of being an entrepreneur so that you can feel encouraged, so that you can feel less alone, so that you can know what to expect if you're considering diving into this entrepreneurial journey, and also so that I can give you some tips uh, of how to deal with the darker side. I've been at it now for uh, 10 years, and I have certainly had to figure out some ways to deal with the dark shiz that comes up. And so that's what I wanna talk about today. And many times online, people are always sharing their highlight reels, what's working out great. People are way more likely to share their fabulous successes than they are about the struggles. And so, That is what we're talking about. I wanna share the um, less glamorous, but also in most cases, things that you're going to experience in one way or another at some point. Everything I'm gonna be talking today is something that you might be experiencing right now. It might be something that you have experienced at one point, or it might just be something a little down down the road. So we're gonna just talk about it and make it way less 
of a thing. But before I dive in, wanna let you know that today's episode is sponsored by my free masterclass from Stagnant to Supergrowth, where I share the three key changes that I made in my online business. That took it from $468 a month to my first $8,524 a month and beyond. So if you want to experience more growth, maybe if you are currently in a place where your growth is very slow or stagnant, be sure to check that out. Or if you're maybe not bringing in any revenue yet, or if it's just like a teeny tiny trickle that's not really sustainable, check it out. Or if you are currently busting your buns doing all the things, but you're not getting the results to show for it, then be sure to check it out. You can watch it for free over at wonderlast.com forward slash grow. That is wonderlast.com forward slash grow. And wonderlast is spelled W-O-N-D-E-R-L-A-S-S. Yay, I spelled. Usually when I try and spell things uh, live or recording, I always bungle it. So I'm very proud of myself for spelling my own website name. But Back to the topic at hand, and that is talking about the dark side. So today I want to talk about five of the darker aspects of being an entrepreneur and also how you can deal with them. So dark aspect number one of being an entrepreneur is that it can be very lonely and in multiple different ways. So if, first of all, if you're an entrepreneur, there's a decent chance that your friends and your family might not get it at all. They might not support you, they might think you're crazy, um, or they might just not understand at all what it is that you do. To this day, my dad still does not understand what I do at all. Like, I love him, he's really super supportive, but to this day, even after me explaining multiple times what it is that I do, he has like no clue what I do. He's like, so, He's like, how do you make money? Do you just have like a, you just have like an online journal, right? <laughs> Cause it started as a blog, like to this day, he just doesn't get it at all, which is totally fine. But in many cases, you're gonna have your closest circle of people in your life not getting it at all and maybe not even being supportive, maybe even trying to like keep you from doing it, just out of love. They're almost always coming from a good place. They're trying to protect you. But you're gonna have to deal with people not getting it um, plus, if someone isn't an entrepreneur themselves, it's gonna be really hard for them to understand a lot of things that you're gonna be going through. And so you're gonna feel isolated, alone, like, uh, my friends don't get it, like they don't understand the things that I'm going through. That can feel very isolating and lonely. Not to mention, it can also feel extremely lonely when you're working from home. If you are like me, I work from home and I'm not complaining. Like I love working from home. I love not having a commute. I love being able to roll out of bed and not have to put on any, you know, pants if I don't want to, which I don't have the time during the summer. Like I love all of that, but I live at home by myself and it can be really lonely sometimes. And I'm an introvert. I generally don't mind being alone, but even as an introvert, it can feel really, really lonely. So if you are working from home a lot by yourself or especially if you're an extrovert and you really thrive on being in that environment where there's people around, it can feel incredibly lonely. So this is dark side number one and a few whales, few whales. So a few ways, ways, I keep wanting to say whales. What's up with the whales? A few ways to deal with the loneliness is number one, find someone to support you, preferably in person. So if there's a friend or 
or family member or anyone that you know in person that you can just have as kind of like a shoulder to lean on, an ear to talk to, just having one person that will understand, you know, just maybe not understand where you're coming from, but just someone that can listen to you, someone that you can just kind of rant at when you need to, someone that you can talk to when needed, someone that can just listen and be there for you. That is really, really huge. So that's number one. The next way to deal with loneliness is to get support from like-minded people. And this one is huge. Having people who are also entrepreneurs that get the ups and downs, this one is a big one. And you can do this so easily nowadays because there is a free community online for basically everything possible. So join a community online. I am a huge fan of Facebook groups, the right Facebook group, of course. I myself have a free Facebook group. So if you want a place for support, uh, search the Creative Superheroes on Facebook. It's my free Facebook group. We're all awesome. It's got over 13,000 entrepreneurs in there. Uh, you can come in there for support to share, you know, anything that you need, you know, help with. But having support is so key. And when it's from like-minded people who are also in the same boat, that is huge. Even if you are tempted to be introverted and not reach out to people, please, 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 please don't underestimate how powerful having support is. Even if you are feeling shy, just hop on into a group, introduce yourself. It's not too scary. And just start asking questions or sharing the things that you're struggling with. It can be so, so, so incredibly helpful, especially if you don't have that in person. Um, another way to deal with the loneliness is to work from a coffee shop if you do work from home. So I will usually once a week uh, work from a coffee shop, par partially because I get a little cabin fevery, but partially because I genuinely do, even though I'm an introvert, I get lonely and I miss being around the energy of people sometimes. So about once a week, I will go work from a coffee shop just so that I can have the other people around. Another option is to invite someone over like a friend while you're working. And I have done this as well. There was a period where I was going through a, a particular period where I was going through a bout of depression. I was feeling just kind of sad and lonely and working was really hard. And so I invited my boyfriend over like almost every day for a while just to be in the room while I was working. Like we weren't talking, we weren't doing anything, but he was just like hanging out on the couch in the other room or reading or, you know, reading, listening to an audio. He was doing something and just having him there was super comforting and it just made me feel less alone. So that can also be a really, really helpful thing to do. And then of course there's co-working spaces or whatever they, I think I'm butchering the name, but like a, yeah, a co-working space where it's like a public space, um, usually that you can rent where you're essentially renting an office to share with other creatives. Uh, so that's another option, especially if you're really extroverted and you just want to have that office feel, but for your own business. The second darker aspect of being an entrepreneur is that it is a freaking emotional roller coaster uh, that can be incredibly exhausting. Um, one day you're feeling excited and inspired and the next you are quivering in a puddle of fear. Or one day you feel like a smashing success and the next you feel like a freaking failure. Or one day you feel brave, you're on top of the world, you're like, I got this, I'm going into uncharted territory. And then the next day you just feel like crawling into 
into a hole, rocking yourself to sleep, hiding and never coming out. Um, you might start the day feeling great and then by the end of the day, you feel like crap. Being an entrepreneur requires you to step outside of your comfort zone all the time. It requires you to do new things all the time, to try new things all the time, to really get into the uncomfortable, mucky stuff. And it is exhausting. And if you are an entrepreneur right now, you know what I'm talking about. It's up and down, it's up and down. Sometimes it's literally by the hour. Sometimes it can even be by the minute and it's exhausting. So there's a few ways that I like to deal with the entrepreneur roller coaster is number one, just expect it. Realize that the roller coaster is a part of being an entrepreneur. The day you sign up to be an entrepreneur is the day you sign up to step onto that roller coaster. So just expect it, embrace it prepare to have low days, prepare to have off days. You're gonna have days where you feel really, really great. You're gonna have days where you feel really, really crappy. It's all just a part of the thing, um, but it's exciting and it's fun. Just think of how boring a roller coaster would be if you got on it and it just went in a flat, straight line the whole time. It would be the most boring roller coaster ever. So when you're signing up to be an entrepreneur, you're signing up to get on a really fun, fast, sometimes slow roller coaster that's got ups and downs and loop-de-loops and twisty turns, and it's all part of the experience. The second way to deal with the emotional roller coaster is to get support like we just talked about. Um, getting especially support from people who are already entrepreneurs. So if you don't have that in person, finding a community online, they can help you through the highs and lows because anytime that you are having a low, I guarantee you there are lots of other people experiencing the same or similar low at the same time. So being able to have someone share the burden a little bit of that low day can be a huge, huge, huge help. And then the third way to deal with that entrepreneurial roller coaster is to make feeling good a top priority. You've heard me talk about this before in previous episodes, so I'm not going to dive into it here, but just know that when you make self-care and feeling good a top priority, it's going to help those low days feel uh, not quite as low. So if you want more on that, check out episode number nine. Um, I go into detail about the specific ways that I myself make feeling good a top priority. And I can tell you that the more you make that a priority, the more you make your mental health a priority, the less frequent that those really low days are gonna happen and they're gonna be a lot more manageable. So that is something I highly recommend. That's episode number nine. The third darker aspect of being an entrepreneur is that there is a lot of perceived pressure which can cause a lot of anxiety. You've got pressure on yourself to succeed. You've got pressure on yourself to make people proud. You've got pressure on yourself to uh, be loved by your audience. You've got pressure on yourself to support yourself. You've got pressure on yourself to support your family. You've got pressure on yourself to support your team if you have a team. You've got pressure on yourself to sell things that people love and find useful and want. There is a lot of pressure that most of us put on ourselves and it can be incredibly, incredibly anxiety inducing. So there's a few ways that I like to deal with this. So first of all, it's normal. It's going to happen in some aspect or another. And if you don't feel any pressure right now, then kudos to you. That is absolutely amazing. 
Most of us at some point are going to feel a sense of pressure at some point or another. For some of us, it just might be worse. Um, but there's a lot of things, like I just said, that you can create to feel pressure. So some of the ways that I like to, to remove pressure is first of all, remove any self-imposed deadlines that are creating unnecessary stress and pressure. A lot of times we put undue pressure on ourselves that really isn't needed. I used to be super guilty of this. I would create like all of these deadlines that were not only like unrealistic and just like super close. Like I would try to make these giant things happen in like really near dates, which not to say that's impossible, anything is possible, but all that did for me was make me feel pressure to hit those goals by that date or those dates. And if I didn't hit those goals by those dates and I would feel like crap and I would just get down on myself and that pressure didn't allow me to put out my best work. It didn't allow me to feel good. So first step to removing the pressure is to remove the deadlines that maybe you're been putting on yourself. Um, deadlines are great. I am all for setting goals with deadlines, but if those deadlines are causing you stress and they're making you feel like crap, they're doing you more harm than good. So either just let go of the deadline, move it back a little bit, just detach from it a bit, but just relieve some of the pressure off of yourself. You don't need that. You don't need that shiz. The second way to relieve some of that pressure is to just Realize that it's a learning process. You weren't born knowing how to do everything that you need to do. Like being an entrepreneur is a constant learning experience. Every single week I am having to figure out how to do something new that I haven't done before. And this is after 10 years. So you're always going to be learning. It's a learning process. You don't how you don't know how to you don't Okay, I'm getting so excited as per usual that I'm stuttering. You don't have to know how to do it all. You shouldn't know how to do it all. So just give yourself a little grace. It's all a learning process. You do not need to be perfect. Uh, you don't have to get a home run the first time you do something. For example, a lot of people put pressure on themselves when they first create something to sell, like, oh, it's gotta be perfect, and my audience has to love it, and I have to have these giant numbers. Like, you don't. A lot of times when people create something to sell for the first time, myself included, it's not a home run. Sometimes it's a little bit of a wah, wah, but it's a learning experience, and then you go in, and you test it, and you tweak it, you get feedback, and then you make it better. So take some of that pressure off your by realizing that it's a learning process, a continual learning process. And then also, thirdly, take some pressure off yourself by realizing that it just takes some time. Realize that Rome wasn't built in a day. Um, if you are currently comparing yourself to someone else, stop doing that right now. A lot of times you might be comparing yourself to someone who is in a completely different part of their journey. You've heard the saying where it's like, stop comparing your beginning to someone else's middle or stop comparing your beginning to someone else's end. Don't compare your where you're at to where someone else is at. All that matters is where you are at, what you are doing to move forward. The only person you wanna compare yourself is with yourself. That's the only person you should be comparing yourself to is, okay, who was I a month ago and how can I improve or how have I improved from where I was last month? So just stop comparing yourself, take the time. The timing is perfect. I know this might sound cliche. I strongly believe this to be true. 
Everything is perfect timing. You are exactly where you need to be. If you are currently going through a period that feels hard and muddy, you're learning some lessons. You're learning some lessons that are gonna help you grow, help you improve. Every single place that I have been that might have felt like really like, oh, why is this happening to me? I can look back on now and be like, oh, I totally get why that happened. That helped me learn how to do this, which led to that, or that opened it up an opportunity that led to this. There's always something in hindsight that makes the whole thing worth it. So just be patient, know that it takes time and you got this. Um, and then the fourth way to relieve some of this pressure is to just go listen to episode number 12. I did a whole episode on specific ways that I myself have dealt with anxiety. So I'm not going to go into those here, but it's episode number 12. I did like a 25, 30 minute episode on how I ended like 20 years worth of my chronic anxiety. So you can surely get some actionable things that will help you with that anxiety that might be coming from the pressure that you're putting on yourself. But go easy on yourself, you got this. Um, the number four darker aspect of entrepreneurship that I wanted to talk about today is that you're gonna have to deal with the occasional mean person. And by the occasional mean person, I'm talking about trolls, I'm talking about the occasional unhappy customer, and I'm just talking about the occasional mean person. I have experienced all three. If you put yourself out there in front of people, which is what, what you're doing if you're creating online business, you're putting yourself out there in front of people, when you do that, you're inevitably gonna be coming across some people who aren't very nice. You're gonna come across some people who don't like you. Um, I have definitely experienced, like I said, all of those things. I've had multiple trolls, for example, on Instagram. Uh, it sucks, but it's just part of being out there. And the more I put myself out there and the more I try and expand my reach to get in front of more people, the more this happens. So I've had trolls on Instagram. Um, if you sell something also that is reaching a lot of people, you're going to get the occasional person who's unhappy that's going to slip through the cracks or the person the person who's not necessarily the right fit slipping through the cracks. Um, I've had those. I've had people who send me mean emails in response to my emails. Um, I have had multiple people get upset at me for calling them buttercup in my emails. Like I love the term buttercup. I use it on my website. I'm like, what's up buttercup? And I've had people, no joke, email me back and they're like, what the heck? What the heck do you think you're doing calling me buttercup? I shouldn't, I shouldn't subscribe from your list. Don't call me, like they were genuinely upset, which I mean, they're welcome to unsubscribe if they don't like buttercup. But my point is, is that no matter who you are, no matter what you do, you're gonna come across some people who aren't very pleasant. So expect that. But here's a few ways to deal with the not so nice people and in the different categories. So first off, trolls. Um, when you come across someone, and when I say troll, I'm talking about someone who is just being malicious for no good reason. They're being hateful, they're saying hateful things, um, they're not being like that. There's a difference between like constructive criticism and someone that is purely just hating on you, trying to bring you down, being really just awful. Um, so the way that I deal with trolls is to number one, remember that what they are saying 
has everything to do with them and nothing to do with you. The fact of the matter is, is that hurt people try to hurt people. So if you have a troll that is just being purely awful to you, just know that that does not say anything about you. And so I generally, when I have experienced this, will just ignore them completely. I ignore, I block, delete, done. I do not give them any time. I do not give them any energy. I do not feed their hate by responding to anything because that's just gonna get a rise out of them. I ignore them completely. If you want, you can choose to kill them with a little kindness, um, but that's about it. And I would only like do it like one simple killer kindness comment and that's it. I wouldn't devote your time and your energy to that. But just know that that's, hap that's going to happen no matter who you are. And that's just a sign that you're putting yourself out there. Um, the way I like to deal with people who are just plain old mean is to just realize that not everyone is going to like you no matter how you act. And that is completely okay. It is literally impossible no matter how you act for everyone to like you. So naturally when you're putting yourself out there, there's going to be people who don't get you, who you might rub the wrong way. And that is okay. Don't take it personally. You just gotta let it rub off your shoulders. Just know it comes with the territory. It's totally, completely fine. And just ignore it, really just ignore it. Something that I like to do is anytime someone says something nice about me, whether it's about me, whether it's about my content, whatever, anytime I get someone saying something nice about me on social media, in my Facebook group, on an email, whatever, I screenshot it and I have a folder on my desktop called kind words. I put it in there so that if I get a particularly mean person and they for some reason just make me feel bad for like they start making me feel bad, I will just open that folder up and I'll start looking at all the kind words and I instantly feel better. So that's like a little hack, but generally just try to ignore it and just know that it comes with the territory. And then finally, when you're dealing with unhappy customers, which is not fun, it's not a fun part of the entrepreneurial journey, but it's going to happen if you're putting stuff out there. The first thing to do is just realize that you're not going to be the right fit for everyone, like I said, and that's okay. But the second thing that you want to do is take a look at your marketing. Um, are you being really clear about what you're selling, who it's for, who it's not for, what it's going to do to what it's going to do for people? If you're getting a lot of unhappy customers, that is a cue that you need to look at something. You need to go in and look at, okay, how's my marketing? How am I communicating what I'm offering? Is it very clear who it's for, who it's not for, what it's going to do for people? If you're getting a lot of unhappy feedback, you might also need to look at your actual offer. If you're getting a lot of unhappy customers talking about something specific, you might actually need to tweak the offer. Um, but then the third thing is that when you do get an unhappy customer, take that as constructive criticism. If they do indeed give you constructive criticism. For example, I once received an email from an unhappy student who had a lot of just things that she wasn't really happy with, with one of my courses a couple years ago. And at first I was like, oh, this is sucks. Like mm, I was tempted to be upset. I just wanted to delete the email, but I was like, okay, no. Like she does offer some some <laughs> constructive criticism in here. I took her constructive criticism. I saw that it was genuine. I made a bunch of tweaks to the course, which in my opinion, ultimately made it a million times better. And she ended up being one of my most happy, 
customers I've ever worked with. She was spreading the word. She like loved it. So that just completely turned it around, but just view it as view it from the standpoint of, okay, what is this person saying? Can I take this constructively? Can I use it to make myself or my offer better? And then fourthly, just let people go. If someone is writing in purely, they're not giving you constructive criticism. They're just writing in to be mean or rant or whatever let it go. For example, um, my personal assistant <laughs> recently got an email from someone who had enrolled in one of my courses. And this person was very, very upset because they did not get what they wanted. Um, essentially, they enrolled in one of my courses and they didn't, they clearly didn't look at the sales page or what the course was about or what it included. And they enrolled and then they were like, well, I thought I was going to get this, this and this and this. And the, the, but what I'm saying is they weren't offering anything constructive. They were purely being quite honestly, very mean to my personal assistant and they had nothing constructive to say. And so in those cases, which again are inevitable, just let it roll off, you know, treat it with a grain of salt. Uh, she didn't have anything constructive to offer. Um, okay. And then I hope I'm not going too long. I'm getting passionate about this. The fifth darker aspect of entrepreneurship, I had a brain fart right before I said entrepreneurship. <laughs> the fifth darker aspect of entrepreneurship is that it is easy to fall into the comparison trap and that can lead you to a very, very, very dark place if you're not careful. Um, whoever said that quote, the that comparison is a thief of joy, that is so true. Uh, you might feel proud and excited one second and about a result that you got, and then two seconds later, you might see someone else post a result that they got, and then you might feel like instant crap. For example, in the beginning, I was really bad about comparing myself to others. I remember I did a promotion where I was really happy with the results that I got. I was on cloud nine. I was like, yes, this is so much better than anything that I've ever gotten. And then five minutes later, I went into a Facebook group and I saw someone else share the results of their promotion, which were way bigger than mine. And I instantly felt like crap. Any good feeling that I had previously about what I had just accomplished was gone. It did absolutely nothing for me. Not to mention when you're comparing yourself to others, it's really easy to just feel, I don't want to keep saying crap, but it can, you can take you into feeling like depressed. It can just, it's not a good place to be. And so how can you deal with this? Um, first of all, realize that you don't know the whole story. Anytime you are looking at someone else, comparing yourself to others, you do not know the whole story. For example, let's say someone is in a Facebook group and they're like, oh my gosh, guys, I just had a $200,000 launch. Woo! I made $200,000. Well, you don't actually know what that means. Do they mean that, that you, you might they might not be sharing the part where they spent $175,000 on Facebook ads. Um, I recently heard a fellow entrepreneur talking about how they were at a conference and one of the speakers was talking on the topic of seven figure years, like a, having a million dollar year in their business, but then they let slip during their presentation that they were spending almost $800,000 a year on Facebook ads. Like people don't share that stuff. And so when you're comparing yourself to others, be really careful and realize you're not hearing the whole story. You don't know the behind the scenes. You don't know the full picture. And also again, realize people are sharing their highlight reels. Most people don't share the dirty stuff, the uncomfortable stuff, the not so fun part. So just keep that into perspective. And then 
just just let it go. Um, when I was trying to break the habit of comparing myself to others, I just stopped looking on social media for a long time. I just wouldn't scroll Facebook. I wouldn't scroll Instagram. If I found myself continually comparing myself to another person, I would unfollow that person. It wasn't anything personal. I might really like that person, but if I found myself comparing myself to that person over and over again and making myself feel like crap, I just unfollowed. There's nothing wrong with that. You can always follow them again later if you want to. So unfollow someone if you are finding yourself comparing yourself to them and just keep blinders on. Literally picture imaginary blinders, keep into your own lane. I very rarely look at anything anyone else is doing in my industry. And I mean that honestly, I pretty much never go to other people's websites, never check out their stuff. It's not that I'm like, you know, like, oh, I don't want to know what they're up to, but I just don't want to get caught up in comparing myself to someone else. I don't want to let what they're doing influence my creativity or what I'm doing. And it's just a lot less likely for me to fall into the comparison black hole if I'm not going there in the first place. So I just keep my blinders on and I'm sticking in my own lane. And that for me has been huge. So no shame in unfollowing. Um, okay, well, those were the five dark sides of being an entrepreneur that I wanted to talk about today. Of course, there's probably a couple more, but I wanna keep these episodes short and actionable. So the first one is that entrepreneurship can be really, really lonely. The second one was that entrepreneurship is a freaking emotional roller coaster that can be very mentally exhausting. The third one was that there is a lot of perceived pressure that we put on ourselves uh, that can cause a lot of anxiety. The fourth dark side is that you will deal with the occasional mean person. It's just going to happen. Trolls, bullies, unhappy customers, mean people. And then number five, it's easy to fall into the comparison trap and to get into a really dark place. So with those in mind, it is time for you to take action because of course this is the Take Action, Take Improvement Action Podcast. What I want you to do will literally take you five minutes or less. All I want you to do today is to, for your action step, literally just share uh, one darker moment that you've had and how you overcame it in your entrepreneurial journey. So share it in the comments if you're watching on Instagram, share it in the comments if you're watching on Facebook. You can share it in your own post on whatever social media platform that you're currently on or just reach out to me via DM. But the point of this is, is that the more we all share these types of moments, the more that it's going to bring others into feeling better because when no one is sharing this type of thing, it's easy to feel like you're alone and it's easy to feel like you're the only one going through them. And so by doing this action step, I want you to maybe, you know, help someone else who needs to hear it. Maybe you post on Instagram one of your dark moments and how you overcame it and you never know how that could impact someone. There could be one person in your audience who really needed to hear that today. A lot of times when I share something uh, not so pretty in my business or kind of like on the topic of what we're talking about today, I almost always will get a comment or a message from someone who was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for sharing this. This is exactly what I needed. This is where I'm at. I thought I was the only one. And so I encourage you to take action and just share in the comments right now, Instagram, Facebook, or go on whatever social media platform you're on and just share one of your dark moments and how you overcame it because you never know how you're going to touch the person who needs it. I guarantee you there's gonna be someone who needs to hear what you have to say. 
you can do it. So please go do it. Let's just bring all the dark side into the light side. It's okay. It's just part of the journey. We are all in this together. And that is it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you ever have an episode topic that you would like me to cover or a question that you would like me to answer, please let me know. Again, you can tag me pretty much anywhere on social media. I would love to hear what you want me to talk about. I quite literally plan out these episodes with your direct feedback. I am asking people constantly. So please feel free to share with me if there's anything else you would like me to talk about on this podcast. I want to hear from you. I love hearing from you. Um, And that is it. So I'm going to go off, go on, go share one not so pretty moment that you've had and how you overcame it. Go impact someone today. Uh, You are brave. You are courageous. You got this. The roller coaster is fun. The downs, the lows, the highs. It's just one big exciting roller coaster. Yay. All right. Have a wonderful day and I will connect with you in the next episode. Wait, don't go just yet. If you enjoyed today's episode, then I would really appreciate you letting me know by taking a second to leave me a review on iTunes because your reviews helps my podcast get seen by more people, which allows me to keep the good stuff coming. And if you aren't already following me on social media, then you can get extra tips and inspiration over on Instagram by searching at Wonderlast or by visiting my website, wonderlast.com. You are freaking awesome, and I am so excited to connect with you more in the next episode. In the meantime, go forth and kick some butt.